All right, welcome back to part two of Photography with Our Fathers, episode 70 of the Shutterbug Life podcast. In part one, you heard my interview with my dad and got a sense of my background and at least where photography started in our family. It probably starts, sounds like a lot of your families, because as I talk with so many of you on our photo walks and our photo tours and our meetups, I hear stories that sound so similar to mine. We learn from our dads by hanging out and shooting together and that kind of thing. And so this is why I thought, you know, you might enjoy that. Now, one of the things I, I, I noticed when I'm teaching on my photo tours is that the combination of parent and child who would come to get to my classes the combination I saw most often were dads and daughters. And I'm not sure what that has to do with, but there are a lot of, you know, a lot of girls or women who came with their dads to learn photography together, whether it was his thing and they were just doing it to spend time with him or the reverse. She was into photography and dad is just hanging out. That's the combination I saw so frequently. So I was really happy to get an example of that. Emily Carter said, hey, I want to tell about my dad. And she's got a really great story about her dad and how he, you know, traipsed all over the world with them learning photography and uh, how what she does today has echoes of, of that experience. So here's Emily. Emily Mitchell, tell me about your your photography with your dad. Well, my father was a Latin American anthropologist, and he specialized in the Andes Mountains in, the, in Peru and Bolivia, and had actually had us live there back in 1978-79, and he had a camera, and he had an old Pentax, which I actually happened to still have, had three lenses in it, and he used it to document the traditional way of life of the Andean Quechua Indians in the Andes Mountains. And whenever I had a chance, I tried to steal the camera from him and go and take my own photographs of the landscapes of the Andes Mountains and of of La Paz and Lake Titicaca and that beautiful area. And in that day and age, it was so very simple. You basically had your basic digital SLR. It didn't have a battery. It was all mechanical. And you thought about the sunny F-16 rule, if it was sunny <laughs> and if it was cloudy, you know, you went down an F-2 and, you know, you did a manual focus. And since we're doing landscapes, you put it off to an infinity and you hoped it came out decently. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when I look at that camera, it actually still has depth from when I banged it into the rocks, that, you know, when I was rock scrambling in the mountains and, um, you know, it was something that when I was young, and I was probably, you know, 13, 14 at the time, you know, I wanted to do photography at that young age, and he encouraged that in me. Why did you want to? What did, what was it about the photography and photography with him that you were attracted to? You know, to? I have no idea. I mean, it's just very interesting. It must be in my in my genes of going out and exploring. Uh, my parents, my father and mother were both very adventurous people. They loved to explore the world. They appreciated nature. They appreciated um, the native, the native life of the, the locals. Um, 
in the culture that was involved with those people. And um, the camera was a way to capture what you saw when you were out there and remember it. And, you know, you only got 36 chances. You didn't go out <laughs> with more than two rolls of film at a time. And you really had to sit and think about what it is that you thought was extra special to capture. So, mm. that's, yeah. that's, that's actually good advice still today. Stop yeah. it, stopping to think about what's extra special that you want to capture. Yeah. Hey, you're still doing that thing, that same thing. I remember I was last week, I remember seeing an article about uh, Peru. And naturally, I thought about you and your, <laughs> you know, your excursion out to Machu Picchu. Right. Yeah. And uh, my mother took me there when I was seven years old. And I have vivid visual memories from from back then about how green it was. And it's still just as green today. Now you can see more of it now than you could back then. So um, what's interesting is, you know, my father, since he was an anthropologist, he photographed these Indians and their way of life up in the Altiplano area, how they harvested um, with whether it was wheat or corn or the potatoes that they planted and the rituals that they do with that. And a lot of these cultures still hold that today. So, mm. um, what, so it's very interesting to be able to go back. And I have those pictures from it. I have over 700 slides of his that he documented that time period with his camera and um and you know it's just it's just magical it's magical to be able to see a different place in a different time and we couldn't have done that if it wasn't for photography that's awesome is he still with us no he actually passed away back in the early 80s and you know you know you mentioned peru and it's just funny there's a, a natural rock slide in some some ruins near Cusco and there's a picture of me sliding down it when I went down, down there in 2012 Mm -hmm. and I discovered one from him from the 19 early 1970s, late sixties. And he's on the exact same slide doing. Oh my goodness. How, how cool is that? Yeah. It's super cool. Oh my goodness. Wow. What a great, what a great memory. Yeah. So the photography, I mean, it, it captures that moment in time and it, and preserves it for, for future, you know, you know, for the future. And so you can go back and remember these things. Yeah. Thanks so much for sharing that, Emily. Um, tell everybody real quick wh- where you are in photography, where we find you, what you do, that kind of good, good stuff. Well, I'm now doing nature and wildlife photography here in the Maryland, D.C. area. And um, once in a while, I've been known to get out and do some little classes. But my favorite thing to do is just get out there into nature and just chase the crazy wild birds. That's, that's my thing. So, um, you know, I do have a blog. It's com, And everyone is welcome to come and enjoy some of the beautiful things I get to find out there in nature. Beautiful. Thank you so much. All right. Well, thank you so much, Winfrey. Well, here's another story that I wanted to share with you. It's from another of the photographers in our community. It's Sheldon Katz. And I met Sheldon in person for the first time last weekend when he attended our our workshop, uh, the night photography workshop underneath the Brooklyn Bridge. Great guy. He does what's called Big Bang Photography where he does long exposures, really beautiful work. I'll have the link to his website um, on the show notes. But so Sheldon writes, hi, Lynn. Yes, I did learn photography from my dad. Dad had a Ricoh 35 millimeter viewfinder that he bought in 1949. 
He put dozens of rolls of Kodachrome through it over the years. He used it mainly for family and vacation photography, but composition was a big deal to him. That camera had manual focus and manual light metering, and Dad always walked around with the light meter hanging from his neck. I came along in 1955, and by the time I was six, Dad bought me a Kodak Brownie camera that shot 620 film. He set up a photo lab for me in the basement where he showed me how to develop black and white film and make contact prints. Later on, he bought us a Spirotone enlarger, and he surprised me with a Minolta SRT100 SLR when I was 14. We shot a lot of Plus X and Tri X film with that camera, and we spent many long nights together making enlargements on 8x10 paper. On Saturday nights, the whole family sat in the living room as Dad projected his slides on the living room wall. I loved sitting there talking about the photos with my dad. My brother and sister hated it. Mom would fall asleep, and we would have to nudge her to stop her from snoring. Dad was always looking for new compositions in the local neighborhood to capture. He taught me that you can make great photos halfway down the driveway or halfway around the world. After college, I put my photography on hold because I lived in a small apartment and had no room for a dark room. Unfortunately, Dad passed away in 1984 at the tender age of 58. He did plant the photo bug deep inside me. When digital cameras and the digital darkroom came along in the early 2000s, I bought a Kodak DC 4800 3-megapixel camera. It reminded me so much of the original Brownie camera. I've been a hardcore photo addict ever since, but it has taken me at least 10 years to get to the point where I want to show my work to people outside my family. Dad's birthday was June 19, 1926. He would have been 90 years old on this Father's Day. It also happens that Father's Day this year falls on his birthday. I really wish Dad was around so we could share our love of photography together. He would love the fireworks photos that I do. It's really unfortunate that he passed long before the digital darkroom came along. The tools we had back then were so crude compared to what we have today. This weekend, I'm going to spend Father's Day working on some photo projects I've been procrastinating on and thinking about my dad while doing it. Thanks, Sheldon. Thank you, Sheldon. That was really a, a heartwarming story, and uh, so many of those scenes I could... I could just visualize and even connect with because um, we had similar situations as well. So thank you for sharing that. And um, I, I really appreciate hearing your story. All right, here we go. Here are the last batch of interviews, conversations with my three sons about how they got started. It's, Interesting to me to see how, as my dad said in his interview, the spirit of photography flows from generation to generation. You'll hear each of them introduce themselves, and then we'll go straight into their interviews, one after the other. All right? Here they go. My name is Marcus. I am 12 years old. I am the host's son, and I also do the introduction. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Marcus. Marky Mark, um, tell me, so, you know, what, what, what? one of the things I really had enjoy when I'm hanging out with, with you guys is you all sort of taken up photography, too. Do you remember when you first started in recognizing that you liked photography? Um. Yes, actually, I do. I was probably no older than eight. Okay. 
And what do you remember about that? Um, I remember that I had always seen you taking pictures, and one of your friends gave me a camera. I don't know if you remember that. It's a mm-hmm. little s- silver camera that had like 12 megapixels or something like that. And I just, I just like taking, taking pictures. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I actually, I remember a little before that. I remember when you were about (laughs) six, we would do our, used to call them picture walks. You'd say, let's go to, (laughs) let's go to picture walk. And then you'd take my camera and you'd take all these pictures yourself. So Mm -hmm. what do you like about, about that? Taking pictures? Um, well, I'll probably shift it more to film now but even with taking pictures i like being able to capture what's going on in on the earth so i can i can capture you know like a a high resolution picture and it looks it looks really nice and i can use it for whatever i want and i just i just like doing it i don't really know how to explain yeah why i like it i get it okay so you said you're shifting to video now and i think that's probably part of what you're doing in your media arts program this last year that you were in why don't you tell me a little bit about that program and what you were doing okay so pretty much the media arts program um it's for middle schoolers and it pretty much teaches the middle schoolers the art of filming we started to do projects. Actually, I remember the first filming project. I was more unexperienced than I am now. But mm-hmm. the first filming project we did, it was called The Door Scene. And I remember it. Cause it, was, it wasn't that long ago. But I remember how I didn't really... I knew, I knew what I was doing, but I just... I wasn't like... I yeah. wasn't as good as I am now. Yeah, I wasn't yeah, as yeah. experienced. I wasn't as experienced. Yeah. Probably the, the best word. Well, good, because you learned something throughout the year. So what did you do for that project? How did, what did you have to do? So we were all in groups of either five or six. I'm not sure. There was probably about three or four groups. And we each had the exact same synopsis for the film, this 30-second film that we had to record. So it was pretty much – it was a horror, uh, a horror short where pretty much we had to – record we had to we had to we had so we had like the same like plot but in we obviously like recorded different ways yeah right just had different creativity um you remember what yours was i mean how do you all did yours yeah i'm trying to remember exactly how we did it so so i'm pretty sure it was something along the lines of we each had to film like a 30 second short where there is something coming from like a sound like coming from a door and pretty much it scares like the, the the person in the film and without showing what made the sound in the door we had to show the relief of the person that once they opened the door they found out what it was oh wow that's interesting and what role did you play did were you on the did you do camera? I was behind the thing? camera. I was behind the camera. What ca- do you remember what cameras you were using? Were they DSLRs or, or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were DSLRs um, oh. because it's well-funded. I think we actually had a Canon, maybe T3i or T5i. I'm not too sure. Okay. All right. But, yeah. Interesting. Does it, what, did you enjoy that? Was that fun? Yeah, I definitely wanted to do more of it after I had done that. 
Yeah, cool. And then you all got to do things like what? Uh, the, the games, you basketball games. What did you do for that? Oh, um, actually, the entire class didn't really get to do that. That was okay. kind of I was I was pretty much me and two other people were chosen to do that out of the other media arts out of the media arts program, and. Pretty much, yeah. We would just record our school's basketball games. It was it wasn't really anything very special. But what was special was your final project, where you got to create your own movie short that was in a film festival. Yes, yes. Tell me about that. So each year, because this is my first year at the school, pretty much our district does this thing where they have a film festival and all the different counties can enter it and we pretty much just we we could there's different categories so there was the there is the um the feature film which is what we did the most they could be was five minutes and not just five minutes exactly there is the the psa so the public service announcement and just of pretty much all the categories you can think of there was silent films there was like 30 second films it was just in different categories and the entry that we entered into the middle school feature film category which was the five minute one we actually ended up winning it (laughs) that's right you did our group ended up winning it yeah. yeah congrats again for that that's so cool thank you thank you and and for that one you were the editor right Yes, I was the editor. And I actually recorded a few shots, I think. Oh, okay. Did you enjoy this year with doing media arts? Yeah, I did, actually. It was it was a really good experience, and I just, I'm excited to do it again next year. So what did you like most about media arts? Probably the film aspect, because as I said before, you know, I I really like doing film probably more, more definitely more than photography. Okay. All right, very good. And if we can brag for a little bit, you actually won an award, right? You knew this was coming. <laughs> What'd you win? Oh, yeah, it's actually on my counter right next to me. Yeah, what did you win? I won the Media Arts Student of the Year Award. That's right. Woohoo. All right, very good. And what did you get that for? What did you do to earn that? Um. Well, in my teacher's speech... <clears throat> Sorry. In my teacher's speech, he said that it was the audition to get into the school. I was supposed to have a storyboard that I that I did, and I was supposed to have a script that I wrote. And I didn't have like I didn't have anything. I went into the audition, and they were like, "Do you have a storyboard?" And I was like, "Nope." Well, do you have a script? And I was like, "Nope." I didn't have anything with me because <laughs> I, I wasn't even aware that I had to have anything. Right. So then I was like. You know, but I have the I have this YouTube channel um where I upload pretty much just the the motion graphics that I do mm-hmm. and I showed them the YouTube channel and they were really surprised actually. <laughs> so he, so you you won the war because of what you overcame to on your audition, but then also for what you did during school year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually the thing is when I was when I was sitting with my peers that were in the media arts program as well and he was announcing the because the channel that I had shown my teacher or the person who was auditioning me mm-hmm. it was it took like editing skills to do that and I already had 
editing skills before, you know, even walking to that school. Mm-hmm. So my teacher was, um, he was calling the editor of the year award. And actually one of the people in that class that were there last year, they were like, you're going to get the editor of the year award <laughs> because we presented the editing projects. It was made solely in final cut. And I think, Everybody was really complimenting mine, like, more than anybody else's, so I felt pretty good about that. And um, pretty much after that, everybody thought that I was going to get Best Editor for the award ceremony. But I ended up didn't get, I, I didn't get Best Editor, and I was like, okay, you know, it doesn't really matter that much, because I still know that I'm the Best Editor, you know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but um, the last award that he gave out, he said Student of the Year. And before he actually said my name, he was he was saying like the the story of the audition that I had. And I was oh, like, yeah. that's that's me. So I was like, oh, okay. So I didn't get edited the year, but I got student of the year. That's that's better. Yeah. So um, yeah, I was really excited about that. Awesome, awesome. Congratulations! I'm so proud of you. Thank you. You have accomplished so much in such a short time. So I'm, I'm so proud of everything you're doing with and, and taking your media arts just all to the next level. So I bet next year we're going to do even more, more great stuff. My name is Zachary Morton. I am 17 years old. All right. So Zach, you remember when you first got interested in that? Uh, yeah, I think I was about maybe 10 or so. Now me and my brother used to go to the skate park. I used to make videos and you know, when I used to film, I started to take up an interest in it. Now that I have some money I can put into a camera, I've become more serious with it. That's right. I forgot about that. So you all would go to the skate park and you would record. You even had a uh, a YouTube channel, right? Oh, yeah. That, that yeah. was Niles. Yeah, yeah. That's, I forgot all about that. So what is it that you liked about it? What interested you uh, in that? I've always liked and with the school that they told me at uh, NYU because I got to go there as well. Right. I like that uh, you could take a uh, a plain image or a plain scenario and change it into something completely different on the screen after you finish editing or shooting at a certain angle. I always thought that was cool. Yeah, that's right. Because I, I, that's right. You went to the NYU Film Academy for summer camp a couple years ago. Um, what? Yeah. What did you learn there? Uh. I learned that um, you could really change the effect or the mood of the story by different angles and different uh, color grades and different, just a bunch of a bunch of different aspects to video and photography that could really change the mood of such a simple shot. Yeah, yeah. So that 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 I guess that allows you to really express more creativity than just taking exactly what you have now, huh? Precisely. Yeah, good. So these days, what are you working on? Uh, right now, now that I have a computer that I can edit on, I'm just I'm editing some of the photos that I shoot uh, out and about, like abstract photography, just testing color grading. I'm trying to work on creating some personal projects so that later I could try and do some projects for other people, you know, get some business going. Yeah, ooh, business, huh? I like it. So the the personal projects you're working on are those video projects or or stills? Uh, I'm trying to get into video projects because I started stills. You know, just getting into it, just introductory stuff. But I'm trying to work more on video because that is what I'm trying to go to college for. Film major. 
Right. So any of the projects you, you want to talk about, or can you talk, share what you're going to be doing for your, uh, your... In the future, go ahead. In the future, sorry. In the future, I'd like to, uh, uh, I just, I'd like to create a wide range of videos just to get out there and to see what I could really do. You know, I know that some people want to, you know, try shooting music videos. Other people want to just create videos to promote stuff. So I'm open to try anything that will give me experience. Okay. So that's this summer, right? So are you working on anything mm-hmm. this summer? Is that what you mean? Nothing in particular at the moment. Okay. Now you said you were going to, you're going to, are you still going to shoot that concert this summer? Oh yeah. The uh, Lake Arbor Jazz Festival. I do plan on shooting that. Okay, so you will have that one one project to to do. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Um Yeah, it's funny cuz I don't know if you know this but you inspired one of my podcast episodes that talk we had one, yeah, one of the that talk we had one night when you're asking about getting your workout. It I ended up yeah. take, taking that exact same talk and it became episode 49 of the podcast, you know, how you make an impact. Wow. So you're inspiring me with your work. <laughs> so, good. It was helpful. I appreciate it. Good, good. Now, when you, you want to go off and do this as a career, talk with a film major, what's your aspiration now with your film photography? Now or just... I mean, in, in, the, in the future, I'm sorry to... <laughs> Uh, I hopefully I can, after I become a film major, then I could, you know, shoot professional photography for organizations, companies, or individual people, or I could just go and shoot motion picture because I, I like movies and I like you know, to be able to create movies and just to, to really transform something to something different. Awesome. All right, cool. Well, you know, I am... I, I love seeing the progress you're making. I, I love the, 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 your determination and just going out and, you know, getting your own camera gear and setting up your own projects and just doing all that. You're a real self-starter, and I admire that about you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Niles, and I'm 20 years old. Awesome. So, Niles, um, I'm talking about how we all got into photography, and I know that you're primarily focused on music music these days but zach reminded me that you you did this whole youtube channel when you photographed your videotaped yourself doing skating you remember that yeah so tell me about how that got going how, how did why did why did you do that and how did you get into it well first you know i was always i like skating you know skating was like my thing uh, i didn't have any any way to like document it so I uh, decided to start filming, and then the channel came. And then, but you created music videos and all of that too, didn't you? So, so, so rather than just documenting, you actually put a creative flair on it. You know, what made you take it to that next level? Um, I just wanted, I don't know. I wanted, I wanted people to like to leave to like the video to like leave an imprint on people's minds and stuff and just like you know push my brand further i guess yeah that's cool so you've always had that really creative flair everything you did you've always been very creative with it so this just sort of feels seems like it comes natural to you huh um yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
Right. Yeah. So, so how successful was that that YouTube channel? Do you remember how many followers you got? Was it really? Was it a was, Did it did it get successful for you? Um, it didn't. It wasn't that successful, but like it was successful enough for me at the time. So, like it it wasn't like great, but it wasn't like bad either. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, what did you like about it? Did you enjoy the process? Um, yeah, I enjoyed every like second of it, you know, it's just like, I, yeah. <laughs> okay. But, but at some point you moved away from that and moved to music. Uh, tell yeah. me, tell me about that transition. Why, why, what, what, what did you, what did you lose with, with video that you, what, that you wanted to do in music? Why, why the transition? Uh, I mean, as I was scared, I was always like listening to music. And so, like, that kind of, like, got, like, instilled in me. And, like, that, I guess, like, started a whole different wave of, like, making music and just, like, listening to music, recording music, and uh, producing music as well. And that's cool. And so that's where you are going now aspirationally with you, with your your life, your business, your brand, all that stuff. Do you want to tell me about that? Um. Yeah. So... Like, I was, I'm working, you know, like, I'm constantly working on music, and I'm, like, producing, like, um, an album of some sorts. Sweet. Um, That's cool. And, and I know how hard you work on that stuff. And it's interesting, when I watch your journey with your musical business, I see so many similarities with people who do the same thing on the photography side. I think all creatives run into the same challenges and 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 goals. Do you mm-hmm. f- do you find that to be the case? Uh yeah. I feel like there's definitely like a formula, like an unwritten formula between like creatives on like how like the process goes. Like everybody does pretty much. Like there's like certain things that you have to do in order to be like successful right. as, a, as a, as an entrepreneur. Right. Or, yeah. That definitely there. Well, what's the biggest challenge you've run into in, on this process? <laughs> there's never <laughs> enough time to do, you know, everything. You know, there's always, I always want to do something else, but it's just, <laughs> my brain moves faster than my um, hands. So. <laughs> that that definitely is something we all deal with. That's funny. Um, well, good. I mean, anything else you want to share about about what you're doing with your creative processes and your creative goals and whatever? Yeah, I mean, just um, I always just like keep doing it, and just like I'm never gonna stop. So I'm successful in it. All right. Well, I, I admire that, and I always admire your creativity. How you just manage to always. Um, you know, keep things, keep things different. Now, if you're a longtime listener, you probably heard different transition music. And I thought it'd be really cool if between their interviews, 
I used transition from my eldest son, the last one you heard, Niles. We talked about him being a musician, and he created that that transition music for me that you are now hearing that we'll be using going between segments. So thanks to Niles for that one. Uh, I really appreciate you sharing your talents with me and with our podcast. All right. Thank you so much for sticking around until the end. We had a lot of fun today. Um, next week, we'll get back with uh, another really interesting interview. But for now, if you enjoy what we do, remember, you can subscribe by going to shutterbuglife.com forward slash subscribe. And if you listen to your podcasts on iTunes, just go to itunes.shutterbuglife.com. You can hang out with us in between episodes in our Facebook group. This is where we share our photos and we share our challenges and we talk about photography. Just go to fb.shutterbuglife.com and you can join us there. Remember, if you're in D.C. and New York, there is a meetup group and there are lots of opportunities to learn. You'll find them all on the show notes for this episode, episode 70. Just search for 070 in the search bar and this one will come right up. All right. Thank you so much for another good weekend. Hey, make sure if your dad's still around that you you give him a hug and tell him you love him. All right. And remember, whatever you do this week, wherever you are, enjoy your shut up of life. Take care.